What's up? What's up with it? You're listening to the Bad Cow Podcast, where no cow is too big and no beef is too small. I'm your host, Lindsay May Be Bad. This show features adult content and adult language, so listener discretion is advised. When I'm good, I'm very good. But when I'm bad, I'm better. What's up? What's up with it, everybody? Welcome to the Bad Cow Podcast show. First things first, before we get started, I just want to say thank you to the returning listeners who came back, the new listeners who stopped by. You both chose to have me in your speakers today, and I really appreciate it. As always, I hope you enjoy today's badness. Here we go. Mad Cow Marathon, my ass, huh? Oh, follow through has never been my thing, people. Not for like my eighth grade basketball days where I was trying to shoot a three-pointer, <laughs> and apparently not for projects as an adult, including my podcast. My fault. If it makes y'all feel any better, it's not you, it's me. Um, as you're going to jail and having to deal with all the little realities that came along with that, um, I've been finding myself in a bit of an unmotivated depression, and I think, I, I think I've been just sleeping more than even when I was locked up, uh, but today we're going to try to Put a, put a cool little halt on that shit because it doesn't get me anywhere and it really doesn't make me feel better. Um, I know in my last episode I said I was going to make it a four-part series of how bad jail sucked. I'm not going to do that because what the fuck. Get over it, Lindsay. I was in jail for not six days, but four nights and five days. And I got out without having to pay any bail. So in most people's eyes, especially for those who have been incarcerated before, bitch, you got off lucky quick crying. That's what I plan on doing. I do want to, however, do just one one follow-up. Okay, and that's gonna be my my theory of how how the the corrections and rehabilitation system has gotten to the old useless ass piece of program that it is today, and so it is gonna be a part two, and this is it, and it's not gonna be quite so much focused on the food or shitty ass guards or you know the actual uh, what's it called the room and board uh type bare minimums that they offer it's just going to be about the whole system in itself okay so thanks for coming back sorry it took so long i'm a cool amount of episode at the end of this episode what i'm going to do is a recap of how many episodes i'm behind as far as being able to say i did one for every day of the year and we're gonna we're gonna take care of that okay we'll get into that at the end um but so what's up everybody so for those of you out there who are goody two-shoes and put one foot in front of the other like society tells you, this episode is probably not going to have quite as much of an impact on your life as it will for some of the rest of us who maybe thought outside the box and tried things and didn't get away with it. Um, I uh, had to do a little bit of research for this episode, which is probably why it put me more behind than I anticipated, because with ADD, research is fucking difficult. It's very hard to stay focused on one task, um, especially when you got life happening around you. Super Bowl, all that type of shit. Um, it can be it can be tricky. But I think I got most of the statistics that I wanted for the case I'm trying to argue, and uh, we'll see how it goes. So, you know, the the a lot of people, my family mostly, I think was kind of like, God, Lindsay, did you have to tell everybody that she went to jail? What if somebody we know listens to this? You're right. That would be embarrassing, but I've lived my whole life as kind of an embarrassment, and I'm sick of secret shames. You know, we all fuck up. Even those of you who don't have no criminal record and may never have one for the rest of your life, you even are guilty of fucking up. 
And if you think you are not guilty of fucking up, um, you're probably a narcissist who doesn't see any of your own wrongdoings, period. So you're not, you're not who I'm talking to. Um, nobody on this earth is perfect. We all fall short. And I think the more we try to, uh, and I don't think it's, it's such a black and white type of response needed for when somebody fucks up. It's not like, oh, they fucked up and they deserved it. Or, oh, they fucked up, but wasn't really their fault and they're forgiven. You know, there's always, people can always come up with reasons for why they did what they did. Um, I, I crack up when people try to ask for an explanation. And then when people try to explain to them why they fucked up, they are like, well, that's just an excuse. Well, bitch, I mean, use whatever word you want. Explanation, excuse. Like, there are reasons for doing what we did. Rarely are we just such innocent victims that were completely framed in wrong place, wrong time. I mean, that does happen. But I would say, more or less, I mean... If you're human, you're guilty of something. Um, and the only way you get past the guilt of something, the only way you can really move on with your life is to acknowledge the wrong you did. Um, maybe acknowledge the people that you hurt from that wrong, you know, and try to apologize. And you try to live your life correctly from that point on. You try to avoid that shit in the, in the future. That's all that you can really do. Having this secret hidden shame that we don't want nobody to find out, that just makes, that creates a life where you feel nervous and and bad about yourself forever you know and that's not nobody deserves that not even the worst of the worst i mean i think people people are oftentimes affected by their environment more than they want to uh, admit to i believe you know there's reasons why pedophiles become pedophiles oftentimes i think it's like i forget the statistic on that but it's like something in the 90 percentage percentages they were touched when they were little. Um, murderers and serial killers, they usually don't come from happy homes. Um, something in their psyche, something in their mind, something in their environment caused them to have that outlook on life and they responded how they did. Not that that makes it okay. Nothing ever that happened to you that created the monster inside you makes it okay for you to hurt other people, ever. But if we can just be a little bit more intelligent than apes and realize that there are reasons behind people's actions, Maybe as a society, what we can do is prevent it. But the more we try to hide shit, the more we try to act like it didn't happen, keep it from everybody, it doesn't help nobody. And, and in my opinion, it just creates more of a self-loathing in the individual than is necessary or is deserved. So that's why I shared it on my podcast. Um, I did want to, oh, real quick, I wanted to speak on something that I said in my last podcast that I think could be construed by people who don't know me on a personal level. It didn't come out right the way I said it. And I totally said it the way I said it, but it, it didn't come out... Uh, I should have had a little more background with that statement. I forget what the exact words were, but it was something like, you know, I'm just not built for jail because I'm white and because that statement right there. I'm not built for jail because I'm white. What the fuck, Lindsay? Um, and maybe it's just me, but I think that that statement can come off as a little bit like only people who aren't white are built for jail. And that's totally inaccurate. And I apologize if anybody heard that and felt that when I said that. What I meant was that I'm a privileged, spoiled little white girl who's not built for much punishment at all. Um, being lucky to, enough to have the, the circumstances I had as, as just a human, being white, having family that has money, coming from a, an educated background, like I probably avoided a lot more uh, hell than, than I could have had from my actions. So that's all I meant from that statement. It was at the end of the podcast last episode, and I apologize for anybody who heard that and felt like I meant something more racist than I did because I'm not that person. If you could say a lot of things about me, 
I'm not racist, not like that. I don't think any one race is more deserving of anything than any other. So just wanted to get that out of the way. Um, but yeah, my, my whole reason for sharing that on this podcast was one, to explain my absence. And two, I just wanted to avoid another fucking shame in my life that I felt like I would have to live with for forever. It happened. I can't do anything about it now other than try to make sure it doesn't happen again. And maybe sharing that will in some sense, have me on some level of accountability, at least to you guys, the listeners, and maybe to myself. So that's why I shared it. It wasn't some pity sob story. It wasn't some uh, attention thing. It wasn't anything like that. Okay. All right. So this episode is, like I said, I'm deciding to condense that original out of rage four part jail sucks series into just one thing about how I want to focus on the mental health aspects that go behind committing crime and the mental health aspects that are probably exacerbated while you're incarcerated because they have no protocols for people who are struggling with mental health issues and they have no protocols for for people who are struggling with just surviving in their circumstances that they're in when they're not incarcerated. Um, I wanted to share a statistic with you guys. In the United States, the top five most crimes committed in the United States, all 50 states, the top five crimes that prosecutors' offices have to deal with, that the criminal system has to deal with, are as follows. The, the number one, 60% fucking larceny and petty theft, okay? Next one is burglary. Next one is motor vehicle theft. Uh, burglary, so, so the first one, larceny and theft, is at 60%. That's over half. Burglary is 18% which I believe is characterized as, as being over $1,000 of stolen goods and having the the preconceived, like you you planned on doing that shit. Like you've been planning it, you've been mapping out blue plans, blueprints of how to get into the building, that type of shit. It's where it has some real intent behind it. Not like you were hungry and there was a sandwich and you stole it. That's petty theft, that's larceny. Uh, motor vehicle theft accounts for 10%. Aggravated assault. Now that is when you are intending on causing harm to somebody. Not no, not necessarily a, uh, what is, what's that called? Where they they change your charges based on whether you thought about doing it or not. So basically, that's it, it's not that. Aggravated assault is perhaps when you were trying to rob somebody and they wouldn't let go of you and they're screaming and they're threatening to call the police so you want to cause harm to them so they shut the fuck up. That's aggravated assault. And then the 3% last one is robbery. Now, the one thing these all have in common I think even even aggravated assault can can qualify as being a result of this concept in society is poverty. These are all poverty-driven crimes. People don't steal if they have the money to get something. I mean, sure, yeah, sure. There might be some kids who who have shoes on their feet, but they're getting teased at school because they're not Jordans, so they try to steal some Jordans. Um, I get that. That's that's acknowledged, okay? But like what sucks about that, what sucks about these being listed as criminal acts is when people who are goody two-shoes and don't have any kind of criminal record, when they hear that you're a criminal, it's only natural for their mind to associate you with hardcore crimes like murder, like rape, like shit like that. It's just, it's only natural. You hear criminal, you hear criminal background, you hear felony, you hear incarcerated for a certain amount of years, you think, ooh, you bad, bad person. It's kind of not even their fault. That's just how our society has made it to be, you know? And while, and this is a quote from that, that page that I was getting this information from, it says, while prevalent, poverty crimes are much more likely. They just are. People, people only commit acts of any kind of thing 
whether it be an act of love, an act of whatever, because they feel like that's what's necessary for that situation. Um, there are so many people who are locked up. I'm, I, what I was surprised at by these statistics was that drug trafficking wasn't on there. Um, drug trafficking, sex trafficking, although those are sex trafficking more than the drug, like that's a horrible crime, that's, that's sick. But again, it's poverty driven. It's from people not having money. And if you're not a criminal, but you got a family of five at home that you can't support with your jack-in-the-box salary, and somebody comes along and says, hey, man, you can make $1,200 a day by just fucking driving these drugs over the border. You know, it it's almost becomes more than a temptation. It becomes an avenue that you see as being the only way of surviving. People who don't, don't live these lives and people who are blessed enough to not have to have these things come across their, their survival like their ability to survive, they don't understand and they never will. And I'm not trying to convince them, but these are just facts. The have nots be wanting to have and doing things the legally correct way, the only way that's available to them to not get in trouble doesn't cut it, period. It doesn't. Um, and they can scrimp and save and do all they can, but oftentimes for minorities, especially college isn't an option. The avenues for, for getting a higher paying job, just it's not there, especially without a college education. If you had to drop out of high school, if you couldn't even get your high school diploma because you had to drop out and go to work for your family, good luck with college and good luck with any degree needed occupation. It's all about poverty. It's all about people just trying to fucking survive. Now, what cracks me up is for a long time, I feel like our our government has tried to approach the increase in crime with just making more institutions, which we see now is not sustainable. We can't keep paying for this shit. We cannot keep paying for more and more jails and more and more prisons and, and all the costs that come with housing individuals. We can't, it's not sustainable. And it really, if the crime is still happening, then you can't say that that, that new institution is providing for a more safer community, which is what we think jails are for. Jails are supposed to be for providing a, a locked up spot for real criminals to go be so that they're not involved in society anymore. And it, does, it doesn't seem to be working. Crime is not decreasing. I'm all for trying new theories and trying new ways of handling anything in society. When I was working with kids with special needs and a new teacher came in with all her new uh, ways of making a functional classroom, you got to be on board with it because if you're constantly arguing with the teacher about how their theories don't work, then we're never going to know. You have to stick with it. You have to be a united front and just try to at least see if it's effective. Because if it's effective, why wouldn't you want to do it? Why wouldn't you keep doing it? But you don't know if it's effective if you guys can't all be on board and are doing the same protocols that she's put in place. So, so you know, if at one point they said, well, we just need more institutions. Okay, cool. Build them. Let me know how it works. It's not working. So what, what we need is a new approach to how we deal with people who are committing, quote unquote, criminal acts. Um, my theory on it is I think the, the government, hang on, time out, I dropped my gun. I have the joint. I don't even have a lighter in here. Ugh, hell, I want to get up for a lighter now. Do I have a lighter in here? Fuck no, of course not, Lindsay. Why would you? God damn it. All right, I'm going to have to do the rest of the show without smoking. Um, I feel like it should be the responsibility of the government to provide jobs, and not only provide jobs, but honestly, I feel like it should be mandatory for people over the age of 18 Honestly, I think we should do it like a lot of countries do it, where after you graduate high school, you got to go do two years in the service. There's a lot of countries who require you to, before college, before entrepreneurship, before any of that shit, you got to go work two years in like AmeriCorps or something. 
go do some shit for your country. Um, one, because I feel like you get a lot of good life skills there, whether it's listed on their brochure or not, working with other people, um, just just providing for services that, that we, we value having, um, military protection, different shit like that. Like, I think that's, that wouldn't be a bad idea. But if we're not going to do that, I believe that the government should create and have enough jobs so that it's mandatory that anybody over the age of 18 who isn't physically or mentally disabled, who isn't going to college, has to work. They have to. You'll get in trouble if you don't have a job. It'll be a criminal offense if you don't have a job. The same way it's a criminal offense if you don't send your kid to school for K through 12, like truancy and shit's a crime, um, unemployment should be a crime. And the only way you can say that unemployment is a crime is if you provide enough fucking employment for all the citizens. Um, people who are living off unemployment now that are totally capable, able-bodied people, it shouldn't be an option. You should have to go to work. Why? Well, because you're going to need money. And to maybe prevent some of these over half of the crimes that are being committed in our country that are based on poverty-driven circumstances, maybe they wouldn't happen anymore. I kind of feel like our government be working against us by creating a, a society where there's no options other than to commit a crime and then they fucking <laughs> punish your ass for it. Um, it makes no sense. It's one of the com most completely backward systems I've ever had. If you make it mandatory that there's somebody, that there is employment has to happen. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean you have to have a certain level of employment, but you need to be employed. You need to be on paper receiving a fucking paycheck somewhere when you're 18 or whenever you graduate high school. The only options out of that is you have to be a person who is completely, like, legit unable to work. Not just, I got a bad bet. Like, <laughs> people who are going to probably need some type of assisted living for the rest of their lives, for whatever reason, or you're in school. Those are the only ways out of employment. I think that's how it should be done. The government needs to be spending more time on how to create jobs. Maybe what they can do is put them in little paper pusher positions at the courts that seem to be some completely overwhelmed and swamped with, with criminal cases that are just so fucking petty. No wonder our court systems are backed up. No wonder we can't fucking provide enough programs for people who actually need them as far as mental health and, and things like that go that are... Because it's not like our, our criminal justice system hasn't tried to provide other programs for people who are uh, trying to recover from a life of crime. There are, there sure. For me to sit here and say that there's no mental health programs that's a lie. But from my personal experience, okay, my charges back in 2017 were DUI, possession of narcotics, um, and injury to another person because I, I fell asleep at the wheel, crashed into somebody else. Oh, and child endangerment. That was fun. That was great for somebody who used to work with kids. If you ever wonder why I don't still work with kids, it's because of this one incident. I had my son in the car with me when I fell asleep at the wheel, and that's now child endangerment which really fucking sucks because at the time I was driving myself crazy and on drugs trying to finish a school program online that was going to help me be a teacher. Um, it was very hard for me to do online school with ADD and having no accommodations for it. I didn't realize that the school offered accommodations for people who have learning disabilities. I wish I had because then I would have used them and maybe I wouldn't be in this position I'm at today. But I didn't and I tried to do, I tried to perform all the requirements at a regular no learning disability level um, and it was it was damn near impossible for me. I barely made it through my associate's program. And then I had my DUI and what the fuck's the point of trying now? So I just stopped going to school. Um, and all my work experience up to that point was working with kids. So finding a job based on my work experience was not an option. Um, and once you have a DUI or any kind of other felony charge, good luck getting a job at a fucking gas station. Um, and what's interesting to me about that is According to what Corrections wants me to do, they want me to get a job. They want me to support myself. Tell me where I can do that. 
with all these shit you done put by my name, don't nobody want me. Not saying I didn't earn those titles, but moving on with my future, it's a little hard with all these stipulations y'all put there. Um, this is why people reoffend more often than they do complete their probation or parole, um, which is why people commit crimes that they already know they're not supposed to be committing because there's really no other fucking way of provision. Luckily, I have somebody who can provide for me and my son. I have family support because if I didn't have those things, I guarantee you I'd be right in the gutter with with everybody else who had no other option. Um, the way society is set up for people who maybe have a mental illness, maybe have come from a life of poverty where they don't know anything else, maybe who just have a hard time learning and have an undiagnosed learning disability. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why people end up taking the quote unquote easy route. So a lot of people like to, to coin a life of crimes, easy route. It's not easy, stressful as fuck. And it's not usually our first choice. I remember in one episode, I said, nobody grows up and just wants to be homeless. That's their life dream. No, it's not, bitch. And neither is a life of crime. It's not what people want to grow up. A lot of times people have big dreams when they're seven. Astronaut, archaeologist, doctor. It's usually what you see. You don't see criminal, drug trafficker, sex trafficker, prostitute. You don't see that shit. Nobody, they don't even know what that is. They don't know what that is until they see that all those other things that they wanted to be aren't options for them. Um, I know that the, I'm sure I'm providing a very uh, simplified solution to an obviously complex and ongoing long-term program that we have in this country, but maybe all this episode will be is to show people that criminals, even if you have a criminal record, that does not mean we are the same as rapists and murderers. We are not a threat to society. People who are threats to society and threats to safety of individuals and threat, like people who uh, have intentions of going out to cause harm with no other benefit to themselves other than knowing that they caused harm, those are the ones that need to be locked in cages. And sure, they probably, they even probably deserve some mental health treatment, but they gotta be locked in cages until they get it because uh, they're hurting innocent people. Stealing a sandwich from the store, sure, I guess that's not technically a victimless crime, but how much is that gonna set the store owner back? I guess a lot, if a lot of people are doing it, well, then it seems like what the problem is is the, is the poverty. Ain't nobody getting sandwiches any other way. What is somebody supposed to do? Well, there's programs, there's this, sure. But if you're Spanish speaking and don't know English, you're not gonna, uh, good luck, have fun. If you um, if you have ADD or if you have dyslexia, it's good luck reading any kind of lengthy ass form and packet that you have to to qualify for those. If you don't have a car, good luck even getting to the building where you can get those fucking forms. If you don't, you know what I mean? The, the obstacles that are set up, no, they're not impossible. And there's lots of stories and lots of movies and things that are made about people who overcome all those obstacles. You want to know why those are stories and movies that we push to people? Because those are the exceptions. They're the anomalies. They're the ones who made it because the majority of people don't. And it's not for lack of wanting. Um, our system is fucked up and it helps nobody. If anything, it only cripples people who maybe want better for themselves but can't get it because there is no rehabilitation. There's just, and there's not even a really a correction. It's just punishments. It should just be the California Department of Punishments. There's no correcting and there's no rehabilitating. My pro, so, so like I was saying earlier a second ago before I interrupted myself, my crime was DUI 2017 that had other charges along with it, including possession and child endangerment, right? All of those I still have on my rap sheet. I can't get anything expunged from my rap sheet or dealt with until I'm off of probation. I've been on probation since, well, even though I admitted to the crime, I said guilty as soon as they as soon as I woke up like handcuffed to a hospital bed. I admitted to it. They didn't have to do no fucking 
two year investigation to, to see if I was guilty. I told him I was the, the next day. But because the court systems are so backed up, I now lose two years of my life and maybe moving on with my shit just based on finally getting convicted. Once I'm finally convicted two years later, then I start probation. Now before probation, I had to drug test twice in the beginning. That was it. I had to go to some DUI classes and a parenting class. None of which addressed my mental health issues for why I was doing what I was doing. None of which addressed my, my substance abuse. None of which addressed my, my actual causes of my crime. Um, for, and, and that's how it's been for the last two years. All I have to do is call in on the fourth of every month and let them know that I'm still alive. And when the problem hasn't corrected itself, obviously I'm not capable of correcting my own problem. I would have corrected it before it became a fucking criminal history. It's not that criminals just want bad raps. It's not that we think it's cool. We're not trying to make a rap song and a record over the phone. That's not what we're trying to do with our lives. Fuck. Um, people who say that that's what we want, again, you're just, you might think you're smart, but you're somebody who's just trying to oversimplify a problem you can't comprehend. One that you have never experienced, one that you have no real... Uh, Leg to stand on is even having an opinion about it. Um, yeah, jail woke me up to how how wrong people are being done every day in this done. Jesus, Lindsay. How wrong people are being done in our country every day, right here in our own communities. How 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 our whole lives are being dictated by one moment, one choice. Where and let's be honest, for all you goody two shoes out there who have done wrong things, let that worst decision you've made be the dictator of your life. You'd find yourself in the same boat as me, motherfucker. You didn't get caught. Nobody out here is is innocent, free of guilt. Nobody, not nobody. Um, it's frustrating because if we want our society to actually come up a little bit and not be so so rough around the edges, it has to start with treating people like they're people, not like they're criminals. It has to start with with maybe lowering the crimes that get you put in jail to just getting some treatment. If treatment was mandatory the way a jail sentence was, if they put you in a fucking rehab and didn't let you leave the same way they do jail, I bet you we'd have a lot less people fucking up continuously again and again and again. Repeating the same crime just, just to see if you get away with it, that's not a thing. It's often because those are whatever circumstances have, have become your life, whether it be through probation, whether it be through just how you were came up, they're still there. And that shouldn't be the case if there was some actual correction and rehabilitation done, right? I mean, define those words and you'll see how that none of that is being done. Now, check it out. My mom worked at San Quentin Prison for 30 years. So saying that I'm naive or, or not uh, aware of how corrections and rehabilitations work is a fucking joke. And just, just go ahead and sit on that argument because you're not going to win that one with me. I even worked at San Quentin for six months, okay? I worked at the prison for six months. Took me six months to realize this is the fucking joke of the century this goddamn um it's because it is it's ran by grouchy ass people who have no education who have no heart who have no uh real ability other than to file fucking paperwork that's why nothing gets done that institution was a fucking joke and i can say that confidently because anytime i called another institution from my san quentin desk they laughed and they said i wish you know I'm so sorry that that's where you were yeah I, me too it's a joke they get so caught up in policies and lawsuits that don't like, nothing ever gets done. Nothing ever gets solved. Nothing ever moves forward. It's just a fucking joke. You're just there to house people like they're animals until their pro date comes up. And we'll probably fuck that up too, knowing us, Butterfingers at the computers, that whole, the whole system. Government offices are not run efficiently. They never have been. I don't know if they ever will be. 
Um, maybe if they had a few more positions and a few more jobs that we can call ourselves being a, an employment mandatory place to live, maybe that would help. But um, shit, right now, people don't even want to go back to work. They don't have to. Bet your crime is going to go up. Bet me right now. Anyways, that's all I got for you guys today. Just, just if you haven't had a life of crime, try your best to stick clear of it. And and if your circumstances are preventing you so, maybe we need to uh, protest and get some shit on some legislation somewhere with our country because it's only going to cause the same problems we've been cycling through for the past however many years. Um. Yeah, shit. And just know that don't nobody here judge you if you have some kind of life of crime. I can't. <laughs> But I wouldn't even if I could, because I just think that's inaccurate and it's stupid and it's real uh, thoughtless. And people need to have more more cognitive abilities to be able to judge you based on, you know what I mean? You, if people who judge you based on your criminal record, they're stupid and you don't need their fucking opinions or help anyways, okay? Um, that's all I got for you guys today. I'm going to get started on the next episode right now. Hopefully you guys will have a lot to listen to. Instead of me playing catch up, it'll be you. <laughs> Cross our fingers. All right, people, till the next time, stay safe, take care of each other, and uh have a good one. All right, bye. All right, everybody, that about wraps it up for today. We got another one in the books. Thank you again so much for your listening support. I can't tell you how much it means to me. If you ever want to shout me out or come see what else I'm up to when I'm not in your speakers, feel free. I'm on Instagram at Bad Cow Podcast, Facebook on Bad Cow Podcast Show. And if you ever want to reach me directly, you can do so at badcowpodcastshow at gmail.com. Look forward to hearing from you. See you next time. Bye.